Greetings, Game Cola faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola podcast. This is podcast number 111-111, and I am your host and podcast commander, as always, Joseph Martin. With me today, I have a lovely group of people, including Brancliff, Anna Bernarski, and Alex Jedrzejczak. Everyone, please introduce yourselves. Hello, world. I'm Brancliff. I write, I am a game mechanic, sometimes. You need to introduce yourself. And but you know, why, though? Because that's what we do here at the Game Cold Podcast. <laughs> we need our social media queen. No, you don't. Oh, uh, I'm Alex Jedrzejczak. I am editor-in-chief of GameCola.net. That's all the things. You made it, <laughs> Jenny, you made it sound like there was another person after you. you yeah, all the people. yeah, kind of. Yeah. Not even jeditor in chief this time. Nah, I wasn't feeling it. I didn't even say Alex Jedi Jedrzejczak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if there are people who like listen to the podcast and hear you introduce yourself as Alex Jedrzejczak, and then we call you Jedi, and they're like, "Who's Jedi?" There was no one named Jedi introduced. <laughs> so today we're actually going to start with a fan email sent to us by the lovely and talented Marcus Farley. Um, because it's going to sort of theme at least the first part of this podcast, or we'll see how long it lasts. But the subject of this email is, in all caps, COOL GAME GENKI CODES, which I imagine, based on the context of the later in the email, is Game Genie Codes, is what it means. Yeah. And uh, this was sent to the podcast at GameCola.net and uh, your GameCola account, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like, the YouTube channel? They really wanted this red. They really wanted this red on the podcast. So we're yeah, going to do it. Yeah. So here um, we are. Here we go. Hey there, my friend, exclamation mark, comma. Here are some cool Game Genie codes that I hop you love for Super Mario Brothers NES. Weird levels. And then it's a bunch of, it's of like eight Game, ten Game Genie codes. I'm not going to read them. Um, also, here's a cool code that lets you go down every pipe in every level of Super Mario Brothers. Also, and also the same pipe that you come up, you can go back down into. Period. Colon. Um, and then there's another one that makes Mario invincible on all levels, like when he's got a star. And then he also writes, Also, I used to have some other cool Game Genie codes that made it where you go backtrack and also scroll the screen upwards and downwards in Super Mario Brothers NES. I like how he uses, like, a Game Cola style guide formatting when he refers <laughs> to the game. Maybe he wants to be one of us. Super Mario Land on the old Game Boy and on the Super Mario Brothers Super Nintendo <laughs> um, up-to-date version. And also for the Lost Levels. If you have any other Game Genie codes that let you do all of this, could you please email them to me? And he writes his email address. He also... Uh, Marcus, uh, if we can real talk for a second here, you also included your regular mailing address in this email, and I appreciate that you trust us, but you really shouldn't be sending us personal information like that, just in general, on the internet. And that goes out for all Game Cola fans and anyone listening to podcasts. Maybe don't include your mailing address in emails to strangers on the internet, but we appreciate that you trust us. So um, does I- that mean I can't fax him? Yeah. <laughs> We didn't include his facts, so no, you can't. Also, it's I against did, policy. I did almost feel obligated, like, we need to send him something. I don't know, I feel like that sets a bad precedent, because then people would start just sending just us expect- their email or addresses, not their, their uh, actual addresses, and yeah. then that's just not a good situation. Be a so game cool a P.O. box would be cool. 
Except, would... yeah, it would be kind of tricky, though, because, like, we don't all live in the same place, so... But, I it mean, would... it, it could just be near me. <laughs> just give Jetty all of the stuff. We could have a specific uh, staff member who owns the P.O. Box, and that could be, like, their staff role. <laughs> um, anyway, I... the email ends, Thanks, and let me know if you like these Game Genie codes that I sent to you. Sincerely, a real, true, big Game Genie fan, exclamation mark, comma, Marcus Farley. Anyway, sorry I cut you off there, Jay, but I just wanted to finish oh, the email. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, I was just going to say that uh, I've been watching old episodes of uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, and I really appreciate when they give, like, here's where you can send your fan mail to. Here's the <laughs> P.O. box. I don't know. Like, it, there, there's something uh, charming about it. But, um, okay, as far as these Game Genie codes go, uh, I would actually like to talk about them because I did, in fact, go out and, and use them. I'm very excited to hear about these adventures that you had, Jetty. Yeah, As am I. Um, so, firstly, I was um, I was slightly disappointed in the one that gives invincibility because it actually is only temporary. Like, it's not that you are invincible as if you had the star. It is invincible as if you got the star just when you started the game and so like it lasts i think it might last like longer but it definitely runs out after a while does it like restart at every level because let me on on, makes mario invisible on all levels so like well uh, okay so here's the issue that i had um i did enjoy running around using the like weird levels codes which from what i can tell it just like However the data is stored for the level information, mm-hmm. it it seems like it, like, shifts it all over. So you're, like, halfway inside, like, some later levels, basically. So, like, on World 1-1, you're actually, like, in the ground, kind of, is, like, World 2-3 or something like that. Oh, okay. So, like, you've got, like, weird, like, stuff in the sky, like, uh, platforms in the sky, and you've got the weird, like, the tall trees that you kind of, like, jump on top of in some levels. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know how to really explain them. But, like, those are, like, embedded in the ground and stuff like that. And, like, I actually had to go out and, f- like, look up, I had to dig out my old Game Genie codebook and get some, like, some, some high jump. Uh, codes and stuff like that because like you'll run into a wall that's just like three times as tall as you can jump or whatever um but you can jump over it if you have the high jump and like then you can continue on the level but what got me is first i accidentally jumped over the flag oh no yeah and what i found out is that if you do that the level just repeats like the castle over and over like the castle that you see after that before. It just like keeps repeating infinitely, and then um, I got time out, and I restarted again and played through the whole thing again. But then when I went through in World One One, after you're done with it, it goes like do 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 do, bloop bloop bloop, and then you go down the pipe, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that when you finish the first level with the weird like level codes on, there's no pipe. Oh no. Yeah, so, so, like, you just, like, sit there, you just, like, start walking forward automatically. You can't control him. He just keeps walking forward with no music. 
And then, like, eventually he runs into a wall or something. And then that's just it? And that's basically it. Hmm. So does that mean you only got to play one weird level then before that happened? Yeah, like, I mean, you could go back and do a different code, but, um, yeah, like, you, you can basically only play through the first... I, I don't know if maybe there's a way to, like... Maybe there's a code to start on a later level, and then yeah. it won't assume that the next level does that. <laughs> I bet I bet there's, like, some game genie code that, like, chooses what level you start at. Yeah. Um, By the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna include all of these uh, codes in the show notes with some little descriptive text, so you can try these yeah, out for yourself yeah. if you want. Yeah, 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 I was gonna suggest that like you put these in the show notes because everyone who's listening, uh, all the people who are listening on iTunes, all the people who are listening on YouTube, we do have an actual internet website where you can view more information, mm-hmm. uh, both about the podcasts and about video games. <laughs> about video games and related hard. topics <laughs> yeah yeah we just um, put out our uh our video game awards posts yeah that you should if you didn't get a chance you should go check them out because find out what the winners of, were yeah find the out best what games of 2016 I, some you might not be super surprised at <laughs> yeah if you if you've visited our actual internet website before you'd not be surprised at some of the winners yeah um but yeah, that was that was cool. That was fun. And we had the stream last night. Or not last night. It was like a while ago. Um, <laughs> well. <laughs> it, was a, it was, well look, I'm just, I'm trying to leave the mystery of the podcast in the air. No one yeah. really knows when we record this podcast. And yeah. Jetty, don't you dare say it. I just listened back to an old podcast where I made this same sort of joke. And you just told everyone what the day it was. <laughs> so don't do that. Don't be undermining... I want, yes. like, what little power I have in this world. Yes. To prevent people from knowing what day we record the podcast. <laughs> yes, um, fine. Yeah, but the, the live stream was fun. You had a good time. Yeah. Um, I did want to continue on and ask, like, uh, so, Jetty, you have, you were around during the times of Game Genie. Yes. Uh, did you Did you own one when you were a video game playing kid? Oh, of course. Um, I owned the Nintendo one and the one for the Super Nintendo, um, but I didn't own like the weird Game Boy one, mm. and I didn't own a Genesis to have one for that. How common was it to have one? Like, was it something that like everybody had, or was it like only people in the know about video games had Game Genie? I guess I feel like I didn't have a lot of friends who had like um, Nintendos or like uh, like video games in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the ones who did had it. Like, okay. I, I feel like for people who were into games, uh, it was a common thing. Not for those filthy casuals. <laughs> you know, we hate filthy casual games here at Game Cola. Mm-hmm. The land of visual novels and dating sims. Gaming outside the candy. <laughs> so uh, I, I just wanted to compare because it felt like like, the sort of equivalent that we had for, like, I guess I had it for, like, I think it was Game Shark was for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Action Replay was another one. Yeah. Um, Pro Action, yeah, Pro Action Replay, I think was a contemporary to the Game Genie, um, but then, like, continued on, whereas, like, Game Genie kind of died out. I feel like I skipped a step, because I had the old Game Genie for the NES, 
and I had an action replay for the GameCube, but I guess I didn't have any like handheld things or anything for the two gaming generations in between. I feel like I just jumped ahead. <laughs> do they okay? Do they still make them for like the Xbox One? I don't know. I don't think. I feel like well, it's so, too. So many games are like online now that yeah. Um, oh, yeah. you just like it wouldn't be practical, like because you just get banned and stuff. It does not seem they have it for uh, modern systems. Yeah, cause I, it just seems like impractical, really. Because like you just it'll just like so many games it just wouldn't work. I feel like also like one of the main like the replacement for that is um is modding. Like I feel like modding oh, is sort yeah. of like the modern the modern ha huh? uh, equivalent equivalent because like if you want a cheat you just like find yeah. a mod that does it. Like I've been after the stream I started playing some more Stardew Valley, but I looked into um modding it. And so now I've just got um, I've got two mods. One I've tried and one I haven't yet. But I got one mod that has a map that just shows where all the NPCs are on the map, so you don't have to like find yeah. them. Yeah. Have you played Stardew Valley, Jetty? Are you, you familiar enough with it? I know you I saw mean, it on the stream. I'm I'm vaguely familiar with it. I've never. Well, yeah, because it's just like trying to find everyone is just a pain, and it just wastes time. Really? And I understand the point is that you're supposed to figure out their daily routine and so you know where to find them after playing the game a lot. But it was just kind of a a pain to just, like, you know, oh, I'll go by their house. Oh, it turns out that they're, like, 50 million years away on the map. Yeah. And they needed this thing in, like, an hour. So. Oh, yeah. So the map has been helpful. And I've also gotten another one that just, like, there's there's a mechanic where you give people gifts and that makes them like you. Okay. Um, is certainly not problematic in any way. Um, <laughs> but, like, everyone has different likes and dislikes. And you're supposed to do trial and error. But, like, it just takes, like, you can't really tell. Because, it, like, it doesn't really tell you, like, how it, like what the difference between liking a gift and loving a gift is. Is there mm-hmm. any difference in the dialogue when you give it yes. to them? Because that's how it works in other uh, social is. sims. There is, but, like, when you get, like, say the first thing you give them is something that they like. How, it's hard to tell if mm-hmm. that is the text for like or love. You cheat. Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what we're talking Yeah, like, the mod, that's why you mod it in. Well, that kind of cheating is using a wiki, and that's a different kind of cheating. True. But, yeah, but I also put a mod in that does that. So, like, that's the modern oh. equivalent of using, mm-hmm. like, a, an action replay or something. Well, I guess in an action replay, though, you would just, like... That the cheats that you would get are make them make everyone love you instantly. <laughs> yeah, that, that is, is that is one difference between the uh, cheat devices and the mods. Usually, the cheat devices don't really add in a new content or feature, but usually just change the small bits of data that can change something, like how many lives you start with. If you want like a new zone or area or utility, that usually comes to uh, a mod kind of thing. Do, do we have any fun uh, cheating device stories? I have a couple, but... Um... I do, too. I cheat at Sims all the time. <laughs> the Sims have, like... that's a device, but Yeah, that Sims cheating. has, like, built-in cheats, right? Yes. I think you're supposed to cheat at the Sims. Right? <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure it's given. No, wait. They give you, like, a card when you buy the game. When you buy the game, they give you a card uh, with a bunch of codes. <laughs> oh, like, 
Okay. Like, why, why a, why a card? Like, I don't understand why they wouldn't just, like, put it in, like, a sub-menu within the actual game. Why is it, like, a physical card that you have to look at to do the thing? Maybe it's, uh, collect all five. Sims cheating cards, gotta collect them all. Yeah, you know, like, you get a different set of cheats, and you have to talk to your friends and be like, what cheats did you get? <laughs> I mean, that would be cool. I don't know if that's true. A social aspect? Because if there's one thing <laughs> that people who play The Sims want to do, it's interact yeah. with other actual human beings. That's why you yeah. play The Sims. Yeah. Hey, guys, guys. I'll trade you my infinite happiness card for the uh, infinite money card. A- anyone want to trade, guys? You don't need to trade, though. Like, you would just have it. Like, yeah. you would just have the code, and you could just write it down. Someone else could just write it down. Also, yeah. uh, a little flaw in that plan in modern times, there's this thing commonly referred to as the internet. Um, <laughs> and so, like, that would make things a little tricky in that regard. I do like how many people we get who uh, end up on Game Code because they searched for, like, scratched-off Wii uh, <laughs> shop cards. <laughs> I think I've actually done that before. That wasn't how I found the site, but I think I was that desperate once. So <laughs> But who would, That's like, That's how we knowingly... all found Game Cola. <laughs> I mean, would... I guess when you're younger, you wouldn't really consider the idea that nobody would just buy a Wii card and then just not sure. use it. Yeah. Although, um, actually, the other end of that, Christina watches, like, people who do Pokemon cards lately. And they'll just do the openings and then they'll give away the cards and they'll just be like, oh yeah, here's the code that comes like on top of the deck. Whoever is like first to get it, go for it. And it's like, huh, how about that? Wait, Um, they give away codes for physical cards? I think you can can use it to get the online content. So like you can like scan a code and then that'll give you like stuff on the online version of the game. It'll give you those cards. Is but there I, a strong community for the online version of the Pokemon trading card game? I've never looked into it. That sounds kind of cool, actually. I think there's a decently strong... I mean, like, it's sort of it's sort of relative, you know? Because, like, the video game Pokemon is definitely much more popular. So, like, I, I, I definitely think, like, compared to that, it's probably small. But I'm sure it's large compared to, like, other card I, games. I also imagine it's a level of difference between, like, uh here's this free online content and here's an actual like $20 eShop card mm-hmm. <laughs> and code. <laughs> I've seen people do that kind of thing with games before on Twitter where they'll send out a code and just be like, go for it. <laughs> I've actually kind of been considering doing that for my own channel too. Not yet, but in the future. It's like, it's like I just imagine like like the Coliseum or like it's like you take like a steak and you throw it to the lions and you're just like watch them fight over it. I feel like that is sort of what that's like, except a little bit less violent. But also, that's how except I like to imagine it. instead of being a steak, it's an online version of a Pokemon card. So when I had an action replay for a very brief time, I recall using it for two games before I could no longer use it, which is also in and of itself a story. But the first game I used it on was a rented copy of Super Mario 64 for the DS, the DS version of it. Because I had gotten through, like, I had gotten to, like, the last few levels, and I had sort of, like, 
stopped having fun at that point because <laughs> it was hard. And so I used the code to get like infinite jump, like where you just as long as you hold the jump button, you're going yeah. up. Um, yeah. And I, I'm sure I gave myself infinite lives and stuff like that. The other game I used it for was Pokemon Pearl, probably either Pearl or Platinum, and I used like a an experience gain. You could do any battle, and it would just give you like a million experience points from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I also used it to. So it's funny because like so in in the Sinnoh games, there are these two islands that uh, have legendary Pokemon on them, and one of them you're supposed to only be able to get to through an event. But it turns oh, out. I know. What you can do with the game or with the action replay is you can turn off like wall collisions so you can walk through walls and yeah, I, yeah, you yeah, could yeah. literally just run like I didn't even I didn't think it would be possible because I figured like it wouldn't like it was like in a separate loading thing like it wasn't actually there so I thought you like had to load it but I did I actually just ran all the way over to the island in the game like following the like on screen <laughs> map and it was there. And I was like, whoa, I didn't expect this to actually work. And then I caught Darkrai because I could just walk to the island <laughs> that you were supposed to get through an event. Yeah. This That's makes funny. me wonder if um, if the Pokemon maps, if they're kind of similar to the map design in Earthbound, where the entire game is actually just one map, and there are certain borders that change what's inloaded and outloaded to not overwhelm the system and stuff. I'm wondering if the Pokemon games do that, too. Well, Sinnoh games definitely did. Um, Well, I mean, like, I would imagine in the most recent uh, games, Sun and Moon, like, there are four distinct islands. So, like, you wouldn't really be able to do that. There's there's no way that those islands, like, you could walk across the ocean to those islands. Those are four distinct locations. Um, But the reason I couldn't use the action replay anymore was because it got left out in the sun. Like, we left it on the counter which turned out to be the next morning it directly in a sunbeam for like five hours. And so it didn't work after that. Wow. And that's how I had to stop cheating at video games. Wow, that's (laughs) rough. Oh man, that sunbeam sure showed you. Yeah, it was my, uh, it was the universe's way of punishing me for my, uh, for my (laughs) grandeur. Maybe it was Game Freak trying to tell you that sun and moon would eventually exist by using the sun on your uh, cheating part. That seems like kind of a stretch. (laughs) My arms feel good from all that reaching. (laughs) Game Freak controls the sun. Uh, Brancliff, did you have any uh, cheating devices stories? Oh, yes. I, too, used my cheating devices on two games, which, now that I think about it, uh, I used... The action replay on one and the uh, uh, game genie on the other, which means I'm only using one cheating device for one game, so I don't think I got my money's worth in that regard. But anyways, I used my game genie on the NES for Super Mario Bros. 3, and I actually just pulled up the game genie website to confirm that this is a code that actually existed at some point. And... See, when I was a kid, I still grew up with the NES, even though the GameCube was probably out by then. And um, while the internet was still gaining in popularity, I didn't have my own computer because I was, like, eight, so they didn't think it was important. And um, all I really had to work with for this was my NES, my Game Genie, and this uh, packet that they printed out with some of the Game Genie codes from their official website. 
and I just pulled up the website with the page with the packet. So, oh wow, nostalgia trip, man. But um, anyways, the code, and I doubt anyone's going to try it, but I'm gonna try saying the code anyway, just in case anyone ever decides to. <laughs> For Super Mario Brothers three, you can have Mini Stone Mario, E X K X G L I A, and. This was the most fun code for me because I thought it was just so strange. If you don't remember, when you got the Tanuki suit in Super Mario Bros. 3, you can hold down and press B to turn into a stone form that <laughs> yeah. made you invincible, and you, right. could, uh, you could jump on enemies that you would normally take damage from jumping on. Mm. So you could, like, I think you could kill thwomps with it, which was really confusing because <laughs> it was just Stone Mario breaking a giant stone with a face. Well, you it was also, so fun. Like, break them with the Hammer Bros, right? Like you could the Hammer Bros suit also let you get rid of thwomps, if I recall. Yeah, I think so. And it was just so strange because not only am I in Stone Mario form, but I can't turn it off, and I'm in Stone Mario form while small. So I have the colors of a Stone Mario, <laughs> but I'm still a, a small Mario. Yeah. And it was just so baffling to me because it's just so like out there the developers probably never thought anyone would get anywhere even close to this and i had a lot of fun with it so yeah. like when you when, so you were stone like so you were colored like in the stone palette but like you could still move around and jump around whenever you wanted yeah and you would still be stone while you were like running yeah <laughs> did you like did you have running animations like did it just change your color and also give you the properties of being stone that was basically what it did yeah that's interesting I mean, I wish I, I wish I had something more compelling to say about. It it, than, it's probably just really weird to hear. What an interesting <laughs> anecdote for the podcast. Anecdote. Anecdote. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you could say these are antics. Well, okay. Speaking of antics, I have more of them. When I was using Action Replay, I would use it on um, my GameCube for the Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker, and I think I was still like eight. Uh, so. I, I wasn't the smartest gamer in the world, and uh, even now I'm still not very good at Zelda games. But anyway, I would use an action replay code. I don't remember what it was for, and I don't remember the code or what it would be called on their website or anything. But basically, I used a code to make it so that in the Forsaken Fortress, all of the searchlights and enemies with searchlights and stuff wouldn't see you even if you stood in them. And if you actually look at the searchlights in-game... They make it pretty obvious what their vision range is. So I don't know why I actually needed this, <laughs> what I did. And it, it's kind of weird because the thing is, for the most part, it worked. I could stand in all the searchlights and nothing bad would happen to me. Uh, except the shame in knowing that I actually was so bad that I needed that. But then things got weird when you finished the Forsaken Fortress and you go to Windfall Island. At this point in the story, you wake up and the boat guy's all like, I need you to get me a sail because I'm a boat with no sail for some reason. And I would go out and get the sail and I would try to give it to him. And it would put me in an infinite conversation loop where I kept saying, here's the sail. And he'd be like, thanks. And then it would just be like, here's the sail. Thanks. Here's the sail. Thanks. And it makes me really sad. But at the same time, I'm also confused why does being immune to searchlights break this conversation? I mean, it's probably unintended, but there's something in the game's coding that makes it happen. 
And I guess with a game as big as this, it's bound that something like this would happen. But I I just like to know why it causes that. I Anyways, in the end, I or, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say I feel like it, it with like action replay and game genie, like a lot of the codes were literally people just like trying different things until something <laughs> happened, and then being like, oh okay, so like they probably with the action replay, they probably just like messed with the code and then saw what happened and found out that like it you know stops the searchlights from doing its thing, but it probably like does a whole bunch of other stuff too that you just like don't see because a lot of the time like. Like, the debugging of code will, like, sort of account for anything that you mess with too much. Or, like, it just messes with stuff that you never would even, like, run into. Um, but, so I, I think I think it might have been something like that. Um, I mean, that, that's uh, definitely part of it. Because um, what I can tell you about is... Uh, now, what was this, GameCube? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, I feel like... Getting to that point, the game systems start to get uh, a little uh, more robust, let's call it. Um, but like, uh, you're f- all probably familiar with the missing no trick in... Yes. Life. Yes. Um, and that is an issue with uh, how memory locations were assigned, that it reuses like what that memory location is in like the overworld changes when they're in battle and so like if you can get some garbage data into this you know overworld one then when it goes into battle then it doesn't know what to do and there's a similar thing with um the world speed record in super mario world like the, oh the i actually one. know what you're talking about it's super interesting where, where you, you like, like rewrite the code of the game you you like get a uh you get a the football guy to like go into your item slot yeah and then you like i don't know and then like later on in the game there's a a thing during the battle with bowser where like using the cloud since you get to go up it like messes with the the memory location the timer yeah yeah yeah. because Because it's like it's mapped to like the same area like the x coordinate and the y coordinate are mapped to things of the cloud like mapped to the same data as like is used in the the timer Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is probably somewhere at some point, whatever it is that sets like the, uh, you know, the radius or something of their search or like the distance outwards of the search uh, spotlight or whatever, um, just happens to be in the same memory vicinity as whatever's going on with, uh, did you complete this dialogue box? I was just just going off of this Super Mario World. Have you seen the, the like, even newer updated one where like you yes you it's go so in, interesting you like use that same sort of thing but you use it in the first level with yoshi where you like eat a bunch of stuff to get stuff in your memory location and like it gets to the point where you can just like rewrite any memory in the game that you want and so mm-hmm. you can just get it to like do it a certain way that'll just trigger the ending credits oh i think i did hear about that i forgot about that one and then someone did like a a, a tool assisted speedrun where you can just like do the inputs as you want, and they used it. They used that same code to like make a uh, version of Snake using like Mario assets using Super <laughs> Mario World, like by reprogramming <laughs> Super Mario World into a game of Snake. If oh, you wow. think that's silly, they also did one for Flappy Bird because this was when Flappy Bird was relevant. Okay, that's funny, because of the pipes. 
Oh, oh, yeah. That that took me a while to get. I I, I see what you did there. So going back right. to this this email, uh, Jetty, uh, did you try out the one with the pipe? Speaking of pipes, I didn't actually. No, that's one that I I did not sadly uh, get to. I guess um I I'd spent like quite a lot of time. I mean, doing yeah, some of these lot, codes. There are a lot of codes in here. Yeah. If you if you ever get into doing these things again, you should definitely record it. It would be great content for our actual internet YouTube channel. Yeah. Close <laughs> to the non-internet <laughs> YouTube channel that, that we have. You know, I, I use the wrong thing. Oh, that's mental. Just gets sent out to people's brains. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I think that's called uh, a TV channel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 I'm too young for that. Yeah, Jetty, like you're you're showing your age talking about television. That's not relevant anymore. Is that something you watch using your uh, rotor phone? (laughs) Yeah, you have to dial in. No, Brancliff. I I know he does. It's obviously Laserdisc. Come on. (laughs) I'm sorry for making fun of you, Jetty. That's what you get for hiring a bunch of young people. Yeah. You kids. Um, you kids <laughs> these days, I tell you yeah. what. Um, Anna, do you have any, do you have any, did you ever use like a Game Genie or an Action Replay or a Game Shark on video games? No, I never did actually. I had no idea what that stuff was. Like you didn't even know anybody who had them? No. <laughs> uh, me and my friends didn't play video games. I didn't start playing video games until I was in high school. Oh uh, yeah. How dare you. I know, right? <laughs> hey, at least she still cheated on The Sims. And look it, at I what... cheated on The Sims in high school, yeah. Just look at you now. <laughs> look at me now. On, no, on second thought, maybe I should come. say, maybe I should say, cheated in The Sims, not cheated on The Sims. I... <laughs> Anna, have you been playing other video other games? games? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone no. knows that the rule of game cola is you're only allowed to play <laughs> one video game, and that's all you're allowed to talk about. Yeah, Nathaniel is only allowed to play Mega Maker. <laughs> um, Mine was read only memories for a while. <laughs> what? Jetty, what about you? Do you have any more like personal stories aside from the the email that we that we read? I definitely goofed around with it a lot, especially the Super Nintendo version, since you could like add more codes and like the games are more complex. So like I did a lot of exploration um, in like. Final Fantasy 3 and that kind of thing using like walkthrough walls. Um, but those codes started to be like, you have to enter these four codes, fills up like four out of your five slots or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, well, then you can't really do much else. Um, however, I do want to say I do have one more story uh, related to the image that I sent you earlier. <laughs> yes, the image that's probably the banner image for this podcast. Yeah. He, he posted it on his Facebook, and he just says, Science! <laughs> so, it, yeah, it's um like it's a two Game Genies. Is it the top one? All, oh, no, it's two Game Genies and a cartridge? Yeah, just a game in a 32X. Would this... In, oh, like so are Genesis. these 32X Game Genies? Um, I'm not sure. Actually, I'm not that familiar with the Sega Genesis system but he you know he has the full setup uh right with sega cd and the 32x plugged in and then two game genies plugged into that which as you said he probably should have done sonic and knuckles 
and Sonic and, and Knuckles. Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Yeah. Um, I also yeah. like how it's three games attached to a 32X, attached to a Genesis, which also has the CD attached to it, yeah, although yeah. that's separate. I, I just think that's just so great. Also funny, uh, this has nothing to do with it, but he has his uh, Switch Joy-Cons behind the game. Yeah, it looks funny. Um, it, it actually almost looks like you could attach the Joy-Cons to yeah. the game. Yeah. The game genies. That would be amazing. Um, so, have you ever tried plugging in two game genies and then also a game? Like, would that let you enter in more codes? Okay, here's here's the thing. Number one, um, like th- this suddenly like overtook me this <laughs> afternoon. Like it you were consumed with the me. Same realization. And on that day, Jetty was never the same. <laughs> okay, to, to tell the story from the beginning, I have had this plan for a couple of years now that I was going to play through the Japanese version of Crystalis, God Slayer, uh, Sonata of the Distant Skies or whatever. And... Or Goad Slayer, depending on your regional accent. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm sorry. That, I know that's old, but I still think it's funny. I appreciate it. I've had this plan, but like... It's difficult for me to really want to sit down and play through Crystalis again. I haven't remembered to level up. What level do I need to be to beat this boss? Like, try not to die. Try to play through. Try not to miss anything. Um, so finally, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put in some Game Genie codes. I'm just going to, like, is there, like, a infinite hit points? Is there, like, a kill everything on one shot? Um, and so I looked up a bunch of codes, and there's quite a few good ones, but it's like, well, would I rather have, like, magic doesn't consume MP, or would I rather have, like, get extra gold, or, like, what mix of three things? There's, like, a always shoot a level one attack. Like, don't have to swap swords to remove the walls. Um, there's all these, like, things, and it's like, well, I definitely want no damage. I definitely want like extra exp so that i can level up because like even though i don't take damage i still have to be able to kill the bosses which requires like leveling up so i was like man but is there a way to get more game genie codes and then i was like man what if you plugged a game genie into another game genie (laughs) what would even happen and okay so Sadly, I only explode. I only own one game genie. Oh no, we'll never know. Right? So I was like, oh man, like ah, the the best I could think of is like I'm trying to you know message some people I know. I messaged Paul, I'm like, oh, you know, maybe maybe after I move to Boston, he'll be kind of like close enough that I could drive over one day and like we could both try our individual game genies together and see if it would work. And I'm like, wait a second, I know one guy, he does a lot of, like, yard sailing, he does a lot of auctions, he gets a lot of games in and out. He probably has access to two game genies. And sadly, he only has two Sega game genies, which doesn't directly answer my question about, you know, the Nintendo game genie. Um, I imagine it works the same way, because if it worked people would say so. Because I tried searching, like, all over the internet, like, different ways to say, like, 
what happens when you plug a game genie into another game genie, right? <laughs> I want to know. I need to know. Um, and his response, he says he plugged, he individually tested the game genies and tested that like they actually work when you plug a game into them. Uh, and then he took a game that he knows works and did the triple thing. And he says, sadly, it, uh, hold on. He says, you either get stuck in a loop of entering codes or it crashes. No. Uh, I was not actually, yeah, I was not actually able to get anything to play. That's disappointing. Yeah. And I realize now, despite how beautiful our new banner picture is, that means the only thing it'll result in is a game that doesn't work. Okay, it is okay. sad. So I just did some research while you're telling the story, Jetty, and I found this forum post where it says, I don't know if it works for the Genesis, but it does work for the NES. I've seen a friend of mine use up to three game genies at one time on the NES, which this person might mean that it just, like, actually functions. Like, maybe it doesn't get caught mm. in that loop. But this is a, this is a, a thread. Uh, I'll link it to you. Because, um, like, um, like, I did see there was, like, two forum posts that I saw. This might be one of the ones that you saw. I'm, well, maybe it's just that Jetty's friend did not blow in the game genies. <laughs> he tested that they worked individually, so I, I feel pretty confident. Um, oh, stack game genies. That, that's a good way to phrase it. I will have to still test it on the Nintendo, because like there was like two forum posts that I found where one guy was like, haha, yeah, you can do it. I was like, okay, well, that doesn't really confirm anything. Like, you saying that, like, <laughs> I, preceded I, by an LOL doesn't... <laughs> I... I... I don't know how much of this is going to make it into the show, but I feel like we need to talk about how beautiful the conversation on this thread is. <laughs> like if we all go onto the thread right now, the very first sentence here, having only five wimpy slots available to input codes sucks. We need to have at least 15 <laughs> slots or maybe 85 Can you gain more slots by hooking a game genie to a game genie to a game genie and putting the card on top, and Knuckles. <laughs> okay, maybe not that last part. <laughs> and see, the it, it gets better than that, because if you look at the profile picture of the guy who said that, <laughs> it, his avatar just says Game Sack, <laughs> and I don't know what that is, but I'm kind of starting to think I don't want to. And even better than that, the response to that thread is a picture of someone who did what I actually uh, had in yeah. mind, it is a stack of Sonic 3 and Knuckles and a Game Genie and some other thing. I actually, What is under the Game Genie? Oh, wow. I, I actually oh, don't know says, what that um, is. It, it, it's, um, it's like a cleaning cartridge. I'm not sure what they do, but I've heard of them. Oh, okay. I, I, I've heard of those as well. I, I've never seen that before. So just, just in case this doesn't make it into the show, or the show notes, I guess. Well, it is a picture of Sonic 3 and Knuckles attached to a Game Genie, attached to a Sega Genesis cleaning cart, attached to something? Attached to the 32X, attached to the Sega Genesis, attached to the Sega CD, with a game in it. And I just realized, they're now using three games in one system. Sonic 3 and Knuckles and whatever that's the CD of. I I just, this is so beautiful. Also, the background uh, to this is someone's pants for some reason. I mean, I imagine that he's, like, leaning the games up against himself so that they don't fall over. But who's taking the picture, then? Um, I did find another post where a lot of people are saying that they've successfully used two, and it's just a matter of, like, it's kind of tricky to, like, get it to work, but you can do it. And it's just, like, the more 
Game Genies you chain, and depending on the game, the less likely it is to work. But it seems like you can do it. So you'll have to keep. I I, I vote you keep looking into this, Jetty. Yeah, um, I, I definitely intend to uh, proceed with my plan to test this for the NES, uh, but it may be some time before I get access yeah. to a second Game Genie. Well, well, we'll circle back around on this some other time, and we'll we'll figure it out because yes. I, I think this is important. But it does look like it doesn't work for the um, the Genesis Game Genies. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but it might work for the NES ones. Okay, one thing I would like to know: Has anybody here had a Game Shark? No. Nope. Nope. I had, like, the closest I can say is I had a PlayStation. <laughs> I, I'm wondering if, because uh, I've never physically held a Game Shark, so I don't know. Wondering if you would be able to stack Game Sharks. Are they built in such a way you could do that? I don't know. I think a Game Shark is like a. Uh, I'll, let me double check this before I spread inf- misinformation. Aren't they shaped like cartridges? But um, I think it's like well, a disc that you, like, run in your thing and then you. Well, I guess no. There's a cartridge one, mm, but I think no. From... It um it plugs into the expansion slot or whatever in the back. Oh, oh, oh yeah, because it's for PlayStation and Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's also for the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, there's another one. Yeah. Okay, no, I'm getting it confused. I don't know. I don't remember. There, I remember there was some cheat device where like you play a disc, one disc at first, and then you like play the game after booting that disc, and it and it does oh. cheats. Actually, I think you might be right because like uh. That's kind of what it looks like in the pictures that I'm seeing. Is there is a CD, and that would make sense that you. Uh, it's probably different for the CD games than the cartridge games. I I actually just thought of a conversation topic just now, although it's something I also know nothing about. So I'm hoping that maybe one of you guys knows about it. So okay, here's what I'm wondering. I I know this is how it works for my GameCube when I use the action replay at least, but how it would work is you put the action replay disc in the GameCube. You activate the codes, and then while the GameCube is powered, you take out the action replay disc, and then put in the disc of the game that you want to use the cheats on. And I'm just wondering, how does that even work? Like, on a hardware standpoint, I I, just, I don't get it. For the PlayStation, at least, um, this was like a built-in mechanic. I mean, for like multi disc games like Final Fantasy or whatever. And there was also uh, Monster Rancher one of my favorite games, which would actually, like, you'd be playing the game, it would tell you, go ahead and insert just, like, a random CD, anything, um, music, whatever you want, data, um, and then it would, like, create a monster for you. Then you'd take that out and put back the Monster Rancher CD. Does the GameCube have games that have, like, multiple... I don't think CDs. it. I don't think it does. Like my it, GameCube library wasn't very big, but I didn't. I've never even heard of a game doing that. Although I've, I've, I've heard of games. Swap is real. I've heard of games on other systems that do that, but um, not on the GameCube. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think I've ever um, heard of anything like that. There m- might just be something built into the GameCube that's like, uh, if the thing is open, give them like five seconds to close it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But just yeah, a like, lot of the time they're on like game. timers. Like I know for yeah. like there wasn't there like some issue with the Nintendo sixty four where it was supposed to have stuff like that. But like yeah. the that when they originally programmed it, like the specs ended up being different. And so like instead of having like a minute to put in the new cartridge, you had like two seconds. Oh, okay. So I, I said this as a passing joke, but I mean 
I guess it's relevant now. Uh, have you heard of Stop and Swap from Banjo-Kazooie? Yeah, yeah that's, that's, I think yeah, that's yeah, what it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is the most, uh, I guess, infamous example of how that ended up being a problem. Although I think that was also the only example of it being a problem. So, I mean, yeah. if anybody knows any other ideas... It was, for how it was, it was underutilized functionality in general, I believe. Well, I mean, I think it was underused because there aren't very many, I, I guess, reasons to use it, I guess... Like, if you were making a game for the N64, uh, what reason would you give the player to suddenly swap cartridges like that? I mean, yeah, it's just, like, for, like, a sequel. Like, and I guess there's just, like, there weren't that many sequels on the Nintendo, like, games that, like, came out on the Nintendo 64, and then there was another one also on the Nintendo 64. There aren't really a lot yeah. of, like, that's not a thing that w- works on. But there, there are definitely, like, still things where like the stuff well now what it is is like if something is in your system's memory then it'll do stuff like i remember if you i think it was if you had a super mario galaxy save file on your wii um it would unlock rosalina on mario kart wii or at least it would unlock it you could unlock her earlier and there's there's stuff like that which i think is the gamecube and um we sort of answer to that yeah, because of uh, memory cards or whatever. Or um, bringing up the case of stop and swap again, um, I believe now it works if you have nuts and bolts, which does not make it worth it. How would that work? How would that I, I think, work? I think how it works is they give you the rewards on nuts and bolts. I I, I remember watching a video about this, but I don't remember the specifics, which oh, almost like makes me have, regret bringing it up. The save files of like ports of Bandrick. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. The actual Nintendo 64 is like, there's no. Oh, yes. Control, uh, connect your N64 to your Xbox. Yeah, there's no way that there's any compatibility there. Oh, gosh. Just think of the lawsuits. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's a pretty good amount of uh, cheat device talking. I think we've, we've successfully created a themed podcast. Yeah, um, the first for, one in several for, years. The first one in a while. Uh, we want to move into, uh, before we wrap things up, do we want to move into games we've been playing? Yeah, sure. All right, so um, t- thanks for the enthusiasm, Jetty. In fact, you're so enthusiastic that you get to go first on the games oh! we've been playing segment. Hooray. <laughs> um, if anyone read my review of uh, Castlevania Circle of the Moon, I did just beat... Um, Harmony of Dissonance, the next one for the Game Boy Advance. Fun, but not what I'd call a good game. Um, and then I've been continuing to play more Game Boy Advance games with... Uh, they got a bunch of Hamtaro games. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, like, I've really been enjoying them. Like, yeah, those were about the same time, the Game Boy and Hamtaro craze. Yeah. Wait, wait, okay, that leads me to ask. You said the Castlevania games are... Uh enjoyable but not exactly good what does that mean for the hamtaro games because not only do i imagine they're probably low budget but they're also licensed they're not low budget like really like okay it has some questionable um mechanics like it it's a it's basically a point and click adventure but you're like walking around and like you have to go through these weird menus and like you learn terms that then you have to use in a menu. Final Fantasy 2! 
<laughs> I played that when I was really little. I, I lied when I said that I didn't play video games before high school. I did, just not very many. But my cousin had that and I stole it from him when, it, when we were like six. But like, well I, well, I have to question kind of the mechanics, which like I guess was actually born. There was a Game Boy Color game that was like, again, the same mechanics. I don't know. The thing is, the graphics are like really good. Like, I'm really impressed by the pixel art here. And it's a pretty, like, lengthy game. And there's, like, a lot of detail there and stuff. I don't know. It, it, I was impressed. I am I can only imagine it's actually made by Japanese developers, not by, like, some American company that's like, oh, yeah, Hamtaro, let's do that. So, yeah, the, the, those are the games that I've been playing lately. Are you, like, just on a... Because, like, recently, it, the, the, the running gag has always been that you haven't played a video game that's like younger than 20 years old but you seem to be on a game boy advance binge to tell you the truth i have been amazed by the game boy advance and i'm sad that i have never like that i didn't own one back in the day because i mean i love it right now you have like, the do you have the advance or the sp um i'm actually playing the game boy advance games on my retro freak oh right that's yeah. right, you got that fancy thing that plays all video yeah. games. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, and it's worth every penny. Um, no, I, I've been having a great time. Like, it's it's really opened up my, you know, library to to say. And I heard, yeah, no, I've... I come up with some suggestions for you. Uh, I would definitely be open to them. That was, the Game Boy was like, Game Boy Advance was like my life as a kid. Yeah. No, and, and I can see why, because like, it has everything that I guess I want is, like, I really like, you know, pixel art, I like 2D games, I like the gameplay that they used to have and stuff, but actual old games on, like, the NES, they're boring. Like, the the, the mechanics are bad, they didn't know what they were doing, they're learning, you know, some of them are all right, but, like, they've, they've kind of got that balance of their modern games with, like, modern stories and modern gameplay, but they've got, like, the old graphics and kind of the old sensibilities... So, no, I, I've really been enjoying the Game Boy Advance. This might sound really harsh, so try not to take it too bad. But you said that the old NES games were kind of boring and they were still learning how to do things. And I, I understand. And they were still learning how to do things. But aren't you a pretty big fan of Dragon Warrior on the NES? Fan. <laughs> 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 Welcome back to Jetty's on the Spot, brought to you by GameColon.net. And and, and and the worst part is I'm I'm not even done with that, but I would like to hear your response to this. Yeah. No, I mean on the old Game Cola, before the new site, b- between the newsletter days and the current WordPress site, there was another site where we were like the newsletter format, and there was a huge like comment war between me and uh, Mateo about Dragon Warrior and like I can't actually give the game like I would never give the game a good score it was a bad game but (laughs) I can appreciate what it did and what it was going for um, and certain aspects of it that like caught me at the time of release like when I was actually playing it when I was like very young I have an appreciation for it but I can admit that it's a bad game and was Mateo on the other side of uh, 
Yeah, he was trying to say that, like, he was trying to, I guess we were having a discussion basically saying, do you rate the games as they were would be played now or as they would be at the time of release? And he was trying to say, like, well, you know, there's multiple things about, like, well, it wouldn't have spawned such a, like, long-standing uh, franchise if it wasn't a good game. It's like, well, that doesn't mean that it's a good game now. And we kind of... It went on for quite a while. It was like several days worth of us like replying to each other. Um, That's sadly. really interesting, though. That should be a podcast topic. <laughs> I'm surprised. I... Hmm. I'm trying to think if we have talked about that. Oh, maybe it's time for uh, the return of the debate cast. We keep bringing that up. When are we going to do it? I feel like here's the thing, and I think even I've said this before. It's, like, become such a myth and a legend at this point <laughs> that, like, I don't think anyone wants to be the one that breaks it out of retirement. Yeah, you've got all these uh, expectations. The problem is is that we just don't disagree on it very much it, anymore. Versus mode died for the same reason. Yeah, like, we just, I'll... we're just, we're, we have very much similar opinions, and, like, the only thing is, like, it's not that, like, we don't have games where, like, some of us like it and some of us dislike it. It's just, like, some of us like it and some of us hasn't played it. Or yeah. some of us like it and some of us aren't really fans of that genre in general but understand the appeal for other people. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I don't play dating sims or visual novels. Like, I don't really enjoy playing them. But that I don't, like, have, like, I wouldn't be able to write, like, an argument about why they're bad because I don't believe that. They're just not the style of game that I like to play. All we need to do is find someone who likes Apollo Justice. I like Apollo Justice well enough. <laughs> I think I think the part of the hate of Apollo Justice on the site, which I think will die down a little bit now, was because they wanted the character to go somewhere and he didn't. And now that he has been able to go somewhere in the games, I feel like the void that the other games set up has been filled. And so even though they still don't fill that void, there's not like... Like, imagine if, like, there was a game series with five installments, right? And your problem with three and four is that they didn't really bring the narrative to a close, and you really wanted, like, that catharsis of the narrative being closed, but then five brings it to a close. Like, you still won't, you still might feel that three and four dragged on, but, like, that same frustration of not having closure doesn't exist anymore, and so, like, you wouldn't dislike those games as much. I think that's sort of the situation that Ace Attorney has sort of fallen into now. Coming from someone who hasn't played any of the games at all. <laughs> See, going off of that, I've it's been funny on many that, podcasts. It's funny that you use Game 3, because that was the one that was just really big for story. And then Apollo Justice is the fourth game. Four things are just like, hey, guess what? It's back. Let's see. I already ta- I've been playing Stardew Valley with mods, so that's that's the only thing. I already talked about that. Um, Brancliff, what are you playing? Oh, okay, before I answer that, uh, maybe this is telling of how new I am to the GameCola staff community, but uh, Game Boy Advance is considered new for Jetty? I mean, for I- Jetty, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Jetty, <laughs> it's very new. For for GameCola staff in general, no, no, no. It's not Very like- new. It's, it's very new for <laughs> Oh my word. I mean, Jenny, you feel oh free to disagree with me if you think that that is not a good assessment. Yeah, my, my gaming kind of... Uh, I did do some PlayStation and a little bit of PlayStation 2 gaming, but like in terms of Nintendo systems, I stopped... Uh, the, the most modern is Game Boy Color. 
Yeah, so this is this is a like a huge leap for Jetty. This is like a huge leap forward. Like when Jetty was talking about how he was playing Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, my mind yep. was just like blown. Yeah, <laughs> like, right? like like for it took me a while to be able to rationalize the thoughts of Jetty playing this game <laughs> that I had played in my childhood. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm exaggerating, of course, but that's how you generate comedic effect. Okay, Brancliffe, you can't dodge it anymore. What video games oh, have you been yeah, playing? Oh, yeah, right. Games I've been playing. Okay. No more so... making fun of Jetty. Oh, <laughs> but it's so... Time. it's so fun making fun of staff members. That was like the second podcast on this. Okay, <laughs> anyways, games are... Podcasts. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Anyway, go. You, you games I've been that. playing. We roast each okay, other for so... 60 minutes. <laughs> I can't get to the game I've been playing because this is just too hilarious because it's true. Oh my gosh. I, I've been a Game Cola fan and a Game Cola staff member for a while. Okay, games I've been playing. So, I and I hope that uh, I hope that uh, Jeffro is listening to this one. I have been playing Elsword for a while, although... I mean, part of it is because they're putting out a lot of new stuff. It's an MMORPG, so the updates are, uh, they, they come out every once in a while, and super hype train for me, although it's spaced out to be, like, every two weeks. So I still got to keep playing while I wait for it. Anyways, um, I've been playing that. They are announcing a lot of new things, and everyone is super excited. And they're doing a lot of small changes, too. Like, they just revamped the game's forums? And for some reason, that's really addicting to me. Also, I do videos of it on YouTube. I'm, I'm not trying to self-promote here, although I totally could. But um, that's I, I kind of got my following to attend to, so I kind of have to keep playing the game anyway, even if I didn't want to. But I love the game, so that won't be a problem. Anyways, Anna, what games have you been playing? What? What are video games? What, what did you use your uh, cheats on if you didn't use them on video games? Life? I don't know. Um... Sign me up for those life cheap cheat cheat codes. I need those uh, cheat codes for life. Cheat codes for life. Yeah, sorry, that was Wasn't an old game a... pull column. Yeah, yeah, that was a column. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I wasn't familiar with that one. Yes. Anyway, um, sorry. Continue. I have been playing, quote unquote, playing a game called Veridi, which is really just a plant simulator. <laughs> I just go, I just click on the icon twice every day, open the game, pick weeds out of a pot, and water plants that need water. This reminds me a lot of uh, either Insane Aquarium or Plants vs. Zombies, because Um, they have the, um, they have the digital tank, that's not what it's called, Uh, they have the tank and Zen Garden modes, which are basically the same thing. I played uh, Paul's new game, The Awkward Steve Duology. That was uh, yeah. fun. That's uh, going to be in the Smithsonian. Yeah. Yeah, Which next... Is... This coming weekend. Yeah, I want to I wanna actually see if we can get Paul on the podcast to talk about that. I want to go, but I'm working. In the case... In the ca- like, I, I do, like... It is a museum, so, like, it's cool, but museums aren't necessarily known for having, like, you know famous hilarious and engaging anecdotes you know what i mean yeah but it's paul so i'm sure he'll he'll have a good time um and we'll see if we can get him to talk about that um sometime too because that that's gonna be that's gotta be really interesting to to see what that sort of whole experience is like 
if it's anything like my Nigerian prince, then I will say that I am sold because I I legitimately love that game. No amount of sarcasm it's, here. I thoroughly enjoyed it's it. It's not really. It is a FMV game, I believe. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's yeah. two FMV games, really. Two FMV oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Games, yes. Sorry. Well, I'm actually kind of glad because I was not around for the uh, FMV generation of video games. So it would be kind of neat for me to experience how uh, innovative, question mark, it was. Do people even make FMV games anymore? Yeah. Aside from they... Paul. I mean, Paul does. <laughs> He, he tells me he tells me about it sometimes. I mean, he of course you know grew up with it and is a fan of the genre, um, so he kind of keeps up with people who do similar things. There's a niche market. Well, speaking of a niche market, thank you to those who listen to the Game Cola podcast. Um, yes. Uh, well, actually, before we end, I would like to introduce a new segment that I've been talking to Jetty about, um, where yeah. it's it's untitled as of right now, but um, where we feature an article from the past month on GameCola.net, the actual internet website. Oh yeah, did we did we find one for this month? Um, I've, I've just sort of picked one now, because <laughs> we talked about it like last night, and then I was like, oh, I should probably do that. So I, I, think, I think a good one for you to check out, since we've already sort of talked about the awards and stuff like that, um, why don't you check, go and check out um, Hog Wild number one, Hidden Folks by Shannon Hoover. Um, it is uh, the first edition of a column sort of covering um, hidden object games, which is a very specific yes. type of game. Um, let me read the, uh, the first paragraph, which is just sort of a general um, introduction to the uh, series. But uh, if, if it strikes your fancy, go give it a look and learn about this uh, particular genre of games. All right, here we go. HOGs, that is, hidden object games, are probably one of the most looked-down upon genres in gamer circles, but I unabashedly love them. I adore puzzle-based games in general, but I find hogs in particular to be the perfect casual brain teasers to relax and unwind with, especially as unicorn chasers after uh, emotionally-slash-psychologically intense games, or as palate cleansers in between longer games. In this new monthly column, I will share some of my personal favorites from my collection. And the first one is about uh, Hidden Folks. So, um, it's this, like, black and white, sort of. It's, it looks really yeah. visually interesting. So, yeah, so I would, I would give that article a look. Um, on You can find it on GameCola's actual internet website. Um, it should still be on the front page for a while now. Or you could just, yeah. you know, search for it. Uh, and, yeah, so... Oh, Jetty? The, 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 the title... You see, is a pun because it's hogwild. oh my gosh! I didn't get that before. Yeah. That it's yeah. a I pun. can't tell if you're joking that you couldn't get that before, but I wouldn't have noticed that. Uh, you I mean, it, it helps that there's a giant picture of a pig in the uh, in the first image of it. And, like, and then she explains the pun. Yeah, she in explains, like the first sentence. Yeah, she explains. Oh, yeah, she... Uh, okay. I have to ask one thing, and uh, this will probably get cut out, but um. What okay? I remember I wanted to hear from you writing the column, every Mega Man weapon. I'm working uh, on it. I'm working are, on it. <laughs> are, are you actually? Because uh, I, I legitimately want to read that as a person who hasn't played very many Mega Man games. Yeah, I'm, I've I wrote I've been like picking at it here and there. I've just been like 
every time I, like, start to try to work on it, I just get, like, pulled away on a video or a podcast or a live stream. And so what, I've just been... Hmm? What would that be, like, 87? Uh, there are 87 Mega Man weapons? There, it would be... Because eight, 8 times 10 plus the first game was 6 plus Mega Buster... Uh, well, well, no, it's eight, uh, aren't it's the adapters? Eight times, it's eight times ten because um, the first two there are eight robot masters in the first Mega Man game. Two of them are just Mega Man and Roll. So does Roll have a weapon? No, but uh, the first two articles are that represent Mega Man and Roll are the plasma cannon and then the Mega Buster. It'll end up being eighty, and then I'll probably do some articles about the uh, adapters for each game. Too, which will just sort of be like bonus episodes. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm still working on it. It's just, and I also have to f- finally. We, as soon as I have time, Jetty and I need to sit down and just hash out the end of this Wild Eternal review that I've been working on for too long. I think it just <laughs> needs it needs one more final look over, and then pictures. If it's any consolation, I plan on getting back into writing too. And you probably have heard that a million times before. But I'm going to try. All right, let me let me let's finish. What is writing? Let's just finish. Anna, you have a you have an article impending right now. <laughs> no, don't, I don't. What are you talking? Yeah, don't, do. don't you get to pretend had... like you don't write? Staff member of the year. <laughs> I feel so bad. Like I did not deserve that. I, I just like <laughs> first we went from what are video games to what are cheats to <laughs> oh gosh, well uh, what is writing. <laughs> Uh, Next thing, what is Game Cola? I did have more to say before my internet decided to die on me and I had to switch to my phone. Oh, uh, say about what? Uh, what I've been playing. Uh, okay, well, yeah, just talk about it and I'll figure out how to edit it. Sorry. (laughs) It's fine, it's not your fault. My computer's just like, you don't need to connect to the internet, and I'm like, yes. Alright, what else have you been playing? Um, I've been playing a game called Holy Potatoes Weapon Shop, which is uh, distributed by Daedalic, which did the Deponia games and Night of the Rabbit. It's fun, but it also has a lot of like pop culture references, which I think is cool, but at the same time, I'm not a huge fan of, of those in games, in like random games and random... I, I don't know. It was weird. But it's a good game. Also, I've been playing D and D, and that's fun. That's a game. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we'll. Oh have, man, we'll, we'll get to talk about our D and D campaign as we sort of advance through it a little bit more. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's about time to wrap things up. So I will say, thank you for listening to this edition of the Game Cola Podcast, podcast number one one one. Um, if you like what you heard, be sure to check us out on our actual internet website, GameCola.net, or on the YouTube channel, GC.net, the letter G, the letter C, the word dot, and the word net. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter, right, Anna? Yes. And you can uh, ask us questions on Facebook and Twitter that might get uh, answered on the podcast. I mean, they will. If you ask us questions for the podcast, they will get answered, um, unless they're like, you're being a butt. And like, really <laughs> um, if you tell us we're being butts, then we'll just cry a little bit and not answer you. Um, Please don't include your mailing address. Yeah, don't include your mailing address in, especially on social media. Like that's just, <laughs> that's just really bad. Um, uh, and uh, you can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes if you'd like to get updates on all of the podcasts that Game Cola do. 
Um, you can you know you'll find our hacks and slash episodes, our most recent one um, that everyone really liked was our sequel uh, to Luigi and Daisy. Yes, ow, that was great. I got the secondhand embarrassment listening to it. It was powerful. I listened to it while I was in public and I was dying. Oh my gosh! In the freaking yarn aisle at Michael's. <laughs> It was a good. It was a good time. So, uh, so you better, better, best check that one out. And um, you can also check us out on Twitch, where we do live streams like the uh, year-end awards, Christmas in July, ho ho, holiday, birthday, live cast extravaganza, and Knuckles starring Scott Taylor's <laughs> Cry series. Um, the, the new Christmas in July. Yeah, no, we're not doing the whole thing again. You can find the podcast and. <laughs> Uh, the, not the podcast, the live stream when it gets uploaded to YouTube channel later. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. And hey, if you uh, have some cool Game Genie codes that you'd like to share with the rest of the uh, Game Cola fan base and us, uh, post them in the comments of whatever you know version of the podcast you're listening to. If you're on the YouTube channel, you can post the po- comments there. If you're on the website, you can post comments there. Um, and we can we can all test out cool codes for whatever, even if it's not Game Genie, if it's for something else that works like that. Um, just post them in the comments, and we'll all get to see. So, yeah, I think that about wraps things up. So, all right, goodbye. <laughs> Bye. 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 Hold on, I have another one for you guys. Because um, uh, while I was talking to Paul about this, uh, of course, I had to send uh, this to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! And knuckles and knuckles and knuckles and knuckles and knuckles and knuckles and knuckles. And knuckles. <laughs>